It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Uh, welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Carding today and do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, Dirk, we got some unfortunate news we have to start the show off with, and it has to do with uh, a recent guest of the show. Yeah, um, uh, it was uh, all over Facebook uh, uh after our show last week so it's uh, all recent but uh um Pete Fink's uh got all kinds of stuff going on in his life right now his mother recently passed away um sounds like she'd been uh battling uh, some health issues for quite some while so uh, obviously our, our condolences go out to Pete and the family but then extending in his family um he's got a couple daughter-in-laws having some issues in the hospital I'm not going to go into detail on that. So if you got a few extra prayers lying around, send that toward Pete. Absolutely. And when was that car show that we did the show? We did um we did the interview on. Um I think it's coming up in February, isn't it? February 16th. Yeah, so that's going on February 16th. It's a nope, not a Monday night. That's January. Uh that's a Thursday mm-hmm. evening. And again, yep. that was the Keep Kids Alive Drive 25, 25th anniversary, over 130, I think he said 140 cars now, pristine American cars, vintage cars, uh, pinball machines. I think there's going to be some guitar food. Collection. Huge guitar collection. Possibly a, um, a cold beverage or two will be available, uh, but that'll all be going down uh, February 16th. You can get more information, find it on our Facebook page. Thank you, buddy. Find it on our Facebook page and uh, get out there on Thursday, February 16th for that. So definitely our thoughts and prayers go out to the Fink family as they're dealing with some uh, tough times right now. Yeah, I just heard you mention, buddy. I hope he's earning his keep over there. <laughs> he's he has uh, he's gone from uh, being a little shy to now he's a little too comfortable. Um, he has figured out how to rip the auger off the automatic feeders and. <laughs> And uh, he may be a little bit heavier than than when you left him with us. <laughs> I have, we've since I bought those augers, since I bought those new feeders, I haven't had a lick of issues with any of the cats. And leave it up to him to figure out how to uh, break the auger and then access the uh, storage bay. And he, yeah, he's done it to two of them, so I've had to tape them up and reinforce them. And <sighs> but he's doing great. He's having a hell of a time. You'll have to tell me what he's what you're feeding him so I know what to buy. When I get <laughs> Dirk, the only big news that I uh, I've seen in the last week that's uh, probably worth talking about. Um, Toyota says they expect to expand their lineup in the 2024 season. I didn't see um, a lot of conversations about what that exactly meant or if there was any teams that were going to be switching, but they're eyeing 2024 as um, Expand, adding more cars into the field as far as the uh, NASCAR Cup Series is concerned. Well, I mean, Toyota's got quite a bit of money, and uh, they don't seem to mind spending it in the uh, direction of NASCAR. So 
I mean, I wouldn't be them surprised to maybe take a shot at track house racing to try and bring them over to the fold and, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, or to fill out 2311 to, you know, a full four car team. I mean, there's so many different options. Do you, uh, do you see any major teams making a manufacturer switch? Well, I consider track house major. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, they they made a big splash in the uh, Cup Series this year with uh, uh, what Ross just barely missed out on the final four, or no, he was in the final four. Yeah, you know, I mean they they won some races. Uh, you know, had uh, both the drivers in the uh, playoffs. So uh, yeah, I mean they're they're definitely a factor right now. Can they keep that up and, and maintain it? You know, or was that just uh, you know, a sophomore bit of luck. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I they can keep it up. Uh, they got plenty of experience leading the team and whatnot as far as that stuff goes. So, you know, hopefully they can back last year up. Uh, currently, Toyota fields six full-time Cup Series cars, uh, four with Joe Gibbs Racing and two with 2311. Dave Wilson is Toyota Racing Development's Cup Series president uh, said that nine to ten cars is probably their sweet spot where they want to be with the new uh, the new gen car. Yeah, well, that's basically what they're saying is, you know, it's not quite a third of the field, but, you know, evidently they don't think they need to go that far. If they put, you know, nine or ten quality teams out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I do not see SHR going over there. No, I don't either. Obviously, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is something that I, I guess my initial thought was we'll see what 2023 does. But if Stuart Haas Racing continues to struggle with Fords and not being able to get the speed out of their cars, they may consider a switch. But if you're going to make that switch, you're going to need a, a quite a bit of lead time to swap over in November to February is probably not enough. No, but with the fact that, you know, all they'd be doing is kind of putting new nose pieces and tail pieces on the cars that, you know, it's not going to take as much time as it used to, mm-hmm. you know, basically had to retool the whole car and maybe they're just going to add a couple smaller independent teams, you know, maybe they're going to pick up somebody like Rick Ware, who's got just two cars and, <clears throat> you know, has run as many as four before, but since he's started diversifying his racing shop and uh, drag racing and indie cars and everything else. He's just dropped back to the two cup teams. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities there. Um, but I would say if they're, you know, going to pick up, it's going to be an expansion with uh, 2311 or to pick up a solid two car team. Yeah. You know, I don't see Penske going anywhere. I really don't see uh, Stuart Haas going anywhere. Um, I definitely don't see Richard Childress or Hendrick going anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I look at as kind of the obvious place to, to do mm-hmm. uh, pickup teams. But I've been wrong once before. Uh, just once, though. Just once. Amazon seems likely to join NASCAR's next TV rights negotiation round. I believe uh, with Fox and NBC, 
currently, I think the current deal is through 2023, and negotiations will begin here shortly, and they'll run through March. Uh, experts say that it's unlikely that NASCAR would uh, carve out races for a third streaming or a third platform. Um, hopefully Amazon would buy out what Fox does and do a better job with it. But uh, I, I would love to see Amazon switch over or take over some of the broadcast rights. Cause that would mean I'd be able to get rid of YouTube TV. Cause the only reason why I have YouTube TV is to watch NASCAR races uh, while I pay a considerable lot less for YouTube TV than I did for basic television or cable television. Uh, I'd pay even less if I got rid of YouTube TV because I already have an Amazon account. Yeah, and uh, is it going to be, if they stream it, is it going to be like Amazon, you know, with your Amazon Prime account or something like that? Or I would imagine, because that's the way it was with the, uh, what, Thursday Night Football, I think, switched over to Amazon Prime services this year. Um, I don't know. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the pro yeah, football. Oh. I'm pretty sure that was it, because every time I logged on to my Amazon account on Thursdays, it was watch the NFL, you know, Thursday Night Football and all that. I mean, it was huge promotion, and... uh I, I know there's some people out there, especially some old school fans that would be very frustrated if it moved to a streaming platform. But I mean, I, I got it. It's, it, it's gotta move sometime. The old broadcast channels just aren't carrying the weight for them anymore. And, and quite frankly, it doesn't seem you've talked about, it, it doesn't seem like Fox even cares half the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not impressed with what Fox has done for a long time. Um, you know, they, uh, Talk about somebody that's living in the past, you know. Right. Guarantee you, yeah. There's going to be a couple guys out of a job from Fox if Amazon Prime takes things over. <laughs> uh, or over. Speaking of Fox, I did see a uh, note that uh, Tony Stewart is going to join the broadcast team in the booth. I think for uh, the Daytona 500 uh, Cup Series race and then the uh, Xfinity race at Daytona, uh, he'll be in the booth for both of those. Uh, I thought I read where he was going to be in the booth for the clash. Was it the clash? I thought it was the 500, but I can't find the article again. I was just scrolling through Facebook earlier today and saw it. I thought it was for the clash because I just remember thinking that that would be a, that his commentary will be interesting. Even mm -hmm. though I'm going to miss it, his commentary would be very interesting in that bull ring, especially if you're going to have, uh, oh, what's his name? That was a bulldozer last year. Ty Dillon mm. coming through in the petty car. He just bounced everybody out of the way. He, he'd restart 20th and get up to second, like three laps. <laughs> I think that's about all I've got. The only other part of the show I really wanted to make sure and talk about was the uh, Shane Hyatt benefit that's coming up on Saturday, February 11th. Uh, it's going to be at the hideout bar and grill in uh, rising city. Rising city is where, Shane and Kylie and the family live right now, so it's just down the road from them. Um, but they've got uh, the event is called Shane Hyatt Benefit. Again, it's on Saturday, February 11th, starting at 2 o'clock at the uh, Hideout Bar and Grill. Uh, I'll share it out on the Front Stretch Facebook page. I'll invite a couple of my friends out to it also. But uh, it's going to be a really cool deal, and obviously the goal is to raise as much money for Shane and Kylie so they can help offset some of their medical bills. Uh, some of the cool auction items, a Milwaukee two-gallon uh, sprayer. I think that is a uh, – might just be actually to spray like chemicals, like spray your weeds and stuff. Season passes available for Boone County Raceway. There's a couple of really cool scenery pictures that I'm actually interested in. Uh, some Richard Petty 
uh, Richard Petty clock, and it looks like a fan appreciation. It's got a fan appreciation plaque. It's a really cool plaque from 1992. So it's a clock, and then there's a plaque at the bottom of it. But uh, a lot of really, really cool deals uh, available. Just get over to Rising City, and uh, it's all going to be a live auction and silent auction. Oh, here's an autographed guitar signed by Trace Adkins, Jason Aldean, Billy Carrington. Are you kidding? That's an awesome guitar. Wow. Hopefully it brings on some money. I think that's, I think I'm going to be, I don't really, I mean, Trace Atkins, I still kind of like him. Jason Aldean, eh, Billy Carrington, eh. but still, that'd be a cool guitar to have. I might bid on that a couple of times. Sarah and I are going to be heading over to it. We hope you guys, to see you guys over there again. It's coming up February 11th, starting at two o'clock at the uh, hideout bar and grill in rising city. Um, I think, I, James, James Rowland and I, when we were over for the uh, Columbus swap meet, ran by there and had a beer. And I think the kitchen was closed at that time to open back up to like four or five. So you might want to get some food ahead of time, but it should be a good time. And I have heard a rumor that there may be a special guest. Get out to the uh, hideout bar and grill in Rising City, November 11th, starting at two o'clock and help out a great family and uh, and try to raise some money. So 50-50 auction also. If you got anything that you want to donate, uh, race gear, <clears throat> uh, anything for your business, if you're a plumber, you want to donate a $100 gift card or something like that, uh, just reach out to Jared Adkins. Again, him and Kylie have been all over the Facebook page, the event page, so you guys can uh, definitely reach out that way and uh, donate any items that you would like to. Too bad our prize belt's so thin or we could make a donation or something. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to get through. That's probably a good motivation for me to finally get through the rest of the prizes for this, uh, the 2022 season, and then see what we've got and see if there's anything that uh, we could donate to it. I, I know that we still have, remember that Iowa Speedway garage sign that we got? Uh, Yeah, about who's... 2018, roughly. Yeah, who signed that? I'm trying to think of who we got. Um, was it Brendan was gone? It? Huh? Was it Brendan gone? Uh, well, it was assigned number 62. I haven't I haven't looked at it in a while. I was just going through it the other day, and I was like, oh, I still have that. I need to – we need to get that down to Quaker Steak and Lube on February 20th for the Daytona 500 party and give that away because that's not something I'm mailing out. That would be a little bit too expensive. Yeah, Um that's something we should probably raffle off or something like that. Or hmm. I guess that's something like that. I mean, you know, if you want to take it out to Shane Hyatt's deal. Yeah. yeah, we'll find some stuff in there. I'm, I'm sure we can find something to donate, but I need to go through and get all the other prizes figured out before I uh, start getting other stuff away. So for some reason, Brendan gone now that you say it does sound right. I, I think who stole it for it? it certainly wasn't Brendan. He wouldn't have been able to reach it. Who took it for us? Oh. Oh, no, I went and got uh, some crew guys. No, okay. I think Bob Coker did, I think. Yes. That sounds – and Bob's tall enough. He could just reach up there and grab that thing. Yeah, I mean, it was a few inches, you know, whatever, out of my reach. And I'm just a couple, you know, an inch taller than you. It's not like yeah. that's a big difference. But. And what, what we're talking about, just get to give you guys better ideas, if you ever went to Iowa Speedway, right above the garages instead of just having a garage number, they would actually print up – I believe it was the driver name and, and then the garage stall. Well, driver name. And I thought they had the car number on it. Yeah. And they do it at a lot of garages. It's not oh, just they do? Iowa. 
Okay. Well, yeah, they they've done the same type of deal at other garages. Yeah. So. I well, it, I've never seen it at Kansas, so it was 50-50 for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us in turn number one. We're going to take a break. We'll come back to turn number two. Tommy Denton, who is now the promoter for um, Beatrice Speedway and uh, continues to do uh, Fairberry. We're going to talk to Tommy about some of the stuff he's got going on. I think this was probably one of my favorite interviews we did at the Columbus Swap Meet. Um, I wasn't a real fan. I, I just didn't do a good job of prepping for some of the interviews, so I didn't do a very good job. But I thought this one just... Tommy did a great job talking with us. Hope you stick around and listen to Tommy. He did uh, he did a fantastic job, and uh, I'm really excited about the season to come at Beatrice and uh, beyond. So hang tight. We'll be right back in turn number two. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two. Doing interviews live at the Racers Swap Meet in Columbus, Nebraska. By the time you guys are listening to this, you missed out on all the great sights, sounds, and fun. It's so nice after being stuck in my basement working on computers for the last two months to actually get out and see race friends and race parts. So uh, if you guys missed out on it, make sure you uh, pay attention to Facebook for the 2024 uh, Racers Swap Meet. Probably going to be in Columbus again, but uh, we'll see where the guys from the Nebraska Dirt Crown, Scott, and and all the guys uh, end up getting it scheduled. But joining us on the show now is uh, the new promoter. Is that the official title of Beatrice Speedway? Yes. You've been helping out for a long time. Tommy Denton, by the way, joining us. Yeah, I've been down there for working for him for about 20 years now and actually applied for the job a couple times. Third time was a charm, I guess. I finally <laughs> got it. I don't know if it's a good thing or not. I'll find out after this year. Yeah, absolutely. I know that I'm definitely pumped up to see you there. You're the guy that I was really rooting for to get that job because you care about that place so much. And talk a little bit more about the history at Beatrice from your driving days and how you got started working out there. Well, I actually went there as a kid. We come back from Denver and summertime, stayed with Grandma and Grandpa and walked out to the races every night on Saturday night back then. After I graduated from high school in 80, I moved back here and 
It's every Friday and Saturday night since then. Started driving in like 1984. Raced a few years, helped a lot of guys back then. Kevin Larkins, uh, Tim Vandegriff, and a couple other guys. Neil Matan won championships with them guys on a pit crew. So I decided to do it myself. Finally, in 2002, that was enough of that. Things started getting too expensive. <laughs> so they hired me to be an announcer, which I'll say I was not a very good announcer. Well, so welcome to the club. Video. <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> I like what I'm doing better. I was down in the infield doing different things and stuff. In the last couple of years, I've done the call up the lineups and stuff for the races and been promoter over at Jefferson County Speedway for the last six years, and now I'm taking my hand at Beatrice Speedway. Man, it's amazing how fast time flies. It seems like just yesterday you started doing the promoting deal over at Fairbury. Six years can go by in a flash of a minute, and now you're taking on... You're one of those crazy guys like Bobby Lincoln taking on two tracks, and, I mean, just seeing the way that the schedule has turned out for Beatrice this year... I don't know anybody in the state of Nebraska that isn't excited about this. You know, there's a lot of people I've never met. And just being in here the last two days, setting this thing up, and then being here today, they're coming over and talking to me. They know who I am. I don't know who they are till they say their names. But I'm amazed to see how many people seen what was going on. And I am truly grateful for all the support that I'm getting to do this thing. It, it, being a promoter can be an incredibly thankless job, but it, it can also, uh, there is a other side of that, the, you know, the other end of the, of the rubber band that a lot of people do take time out of the day to say thank you for what you're doing, especially if you're doing it right. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I will do it right. I've got a little experience at it with Fairbury now. Did Deschler for one year before they actually just kind of, quit weekly racing at Deschler in 2008. Uh, I just hope I can get the interest back in it again at Beatrice yeah. Speedway. What do you think your biggest hurdle is to overcome at Beatrice? I'm not really sure. I don't know what it is there. I mean, our, our crowd average was only 432 a night. That's my main goal right there is to get the people back in the stands again and see... The drivers, if the drivers are happy, I think the crowd's going to be happy, and they'll it'll get around to everybody, and maybe maybe everybody will start coming back again. So, I know that was one thing that Joe always wrestled with because there's you can put on a five million dollar to win race, and some days you'll you'll pack the grandstands, other days you'll get fifteen, and it's it's tough to narrow down exactly like okay what was going on in the area. You know, yeah. I-80 and Eagle have to deal with the Omaha and Lincoln uh, events going on, so they got to kind of schedule around that stuff. you got a little bit more freedom with that where you're out in kind of a smaller area, yeah. so you don't have a convention centers to have to deal with, but you've still got your own stuff of, like, is harvest going on right now? Yeah. Uh, is, is it that time of the year they got to get the, the crops sprayed or they've got to get the, uh, you know, cattle done or something like that, so... There's, there's definitely some hurdles that you get. The, the crowd is easily going to be an incredibly difficult thing for you to wrap your head around. It, you don't know. It, our crowd, see, we were on Saturday nights for the longest time. And then in 2008, they decided to move it to Fridays. 
And I don't know if that was that was the problem. You know, we moved to a different night and nobody got used to it or what. But um, I think it'll work. I know I-80, they're gone now. They're on Friday nights, so hopefully we'll pick up a few of those. I'm not real confident on the modified part of it, but some of the other classes, sport mods especially, I think we're going to gain quite a few cars on Friday night. Well, the modified classes, again, that's a, one of those big question marks. Like, I, I could always, Joe could always tell me, Dan, if I put on a 1,000 to win sport compact race, I'm going to draw 55, 70 of them. Yep. Uh, respectively, he put on one of the most prestigious local modified races with the Charlie Clark Memorial in 2021, paid... God, I'm drawing a complete blank how much I paid to win. I, I think it was the total purse was like 35000 40000 They got 19 cars. Didn't even fill yeah. up the field. He's told me that. He says it doesn't, on the modified part, it doesn't matter what that pays. Yeah. They're either going to show up or they're not going to show yeah, up. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I've joked with uh, Jacob Hobscheit, Ryan Jenkins, uh, Mark Lighting, you know, all these modified guys. I think that there's a group text. And when the season comes out, they all draw numbers of who's going to go race where. Yeah. And then every once in a while, we'll all come together, and you'll have one of the best damn races. But it'll be for a $750 win yeah. race. <laughs> like, yep. what's, what? we, we're lucky, though, with Spring Nationals. When it first started, that was a strictly modified show. That's all it was. Yeah. And we was, them first 10 years that they did it was just modifieds, 175 cars, just modifieds. Wow. And now on our spring nationals, now we're right around 60 modifieds. But we have all the other classes, too. So We're talking with Tommy Denton of Beatrice. Let's start with Beatrice, because I think that's the first race working yeah. you're going to have to do. I've had friends outside of the community say, um, when does race season get started? Because, you know, they always see Daytona. So they say, and I said, well, you know, obviously February, uh, middle of February is Daytona 500. But really, locally around here, March 1st, I say, okay, let's not do And then it kind of slowly hits them, and they're like, wait a minute. It still snows in March. Yep. There's yep. a little track in Beatrice that likes to be the first ones. Yep. And if the race happens, you get a ton of cars. Yes, And if do. it doesn't, you get a pretty good idea a week ahead of time if it's going to happen or not. So you're able to kind of offset some of those expenses. And the last couple years on this, they've scheduled two weekends. So just in case... They got that next weekend to fall back on. And last year that happened. We fell back on the second week. And it was cold. I think you guys might have even been there. I, I think I remember. might have been. It you was guys cold. came down. But, um, always... know, let me ask my statistician. Where would he go? Anthony was running around here. There he is. Anthony, <laughs> were we at Beatrice? Was that the one we were all betting quarters at? Yep. Okay. All right. See? <laughs> one thing about spring nationals you can almost depend on. It's going to be cold. Yeah. There was one year that it was 90 degrees that weekend. It was awesome. Wow. Last year at Oktoberfest, I wore shorts all weekend long. And we ran a week later than we normally do because we wanted Joe to get his last show in at I-80. So we scheduled a week later. And it was nice. We had a beautiful weekend. Yeah. But you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I've hot lapped in the snow at Beatrice before. I've seen them racing on the track. It's snowing. And up by the wall, it's white. And down towards the drains, it's white. 
And finally, after B features, Toby Cruz said, this is enough. He <laughs> pulled the drivers. Everybody wanted to go home. It yeah. was too cold. They quit, right? Then they just paid out accordingly. So and you, you never know, know what you're going to get in the spring. You know it's cold if the racers want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Beatrice Spring Nationals, Thursday, March 9th is your practice night, and then Friday and Saturday kicks it all off. Talk about some of the classes that are going to be involved for this year's Spring Nationals. Spring Nationals be all IMCA classes, uh, compacts, hobby stocks, stock cars, sport mods, and modifieds. Um, and that's mo- also going to be your weekly class count, right? Yeah, that'll be our regular weekly classes that we will run we are adding some other stuff in this year i really like the way that you did that with adding the you know adding well i guess it's really nothing that's a secret but adding the race saver sprint cars on kind of a monthly basis and just giving each class one night off a night off really helps out through i mean we're racing for pretty much 30 weeks in a row around this area, so it's nice to kind of get that little bit of a break and then bring something fresh like the sprint cars in. I mean, as, as far back as I can remember, any time that they've had sprint cars at the place, it's always been a good show, whether you're talking about the old, uh, I think it was NCRA 360s back yep. in like 2000 when you had the race savers on kind of a day show. No day shows, but let's, let's keep the sprint cars going down there. Yeah, um the couple years we did run some of the race saver shows here last couple years was always after that eva destruction we have during the fair and the track was not very good lots of junk on the track they tried to get it cleaned up but Roger's and the track ears wasn't just perked up roger was always down there helping with that and it just didn't work out with it being that way so that was kind of the last time we had sprint cars down there but when i got this job I talked to some guys, I talked to Jordan Grabowski, and they, I was worried about what we were gonna do when we brought the sprint cars in and how we were gonna work it. And he says, just give everybody a night off, just trade off, and that's what I did. And it worked out pretty good for me because we're off the second week of the season for graduation. Well, they can go to Albion and run Modifieds that night in June. The stock cars have the night off when we run late models. Well, they're going to go over to Brit and Algona and run with the Dirt Crown guys. So Hobby Stock's got the day off in July. I mean, we got Salina really close. They can go down there and race. And then in August, when we give the sport mods the night off, they can go over to Deschler and run with the late models. So I tried to work with a lot of people. And I think the track's got to work together a little bit now more than anything to make this all go again. Absolutely, build each other up. I think I loved that part of the 2022 schedule for I-80 Speedway was that that there was always all the classes. The track took one night off a month uh, and just kind of gave people a break. And, you know, it's maybe I'm a little bit of a, a, you know, millennial, a little bit of a wussy, but uh, the old mentality of race every single night, race every single weekend, go hard, you know, work in the shop five days a week. It's just tough these days. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you know, for me, like I was talking to guys last night about it, you know, working at I-80 on Friday and then Eagle on Saturday. And by the way, just to clarify, I'm not complaining about working two nights a week at racetracks. That is too uh, great of a job to complain about. But right when you get into that heat of the summer, I think just about everybody could use a night off and just say, you know what, it's 110 degrees during the day. Yeah, it's going to be cooler at night, but... yeah. You know, maybe take a night off here and there and just give people a little bit of a relaxation because it's, 
you begin to really pray for rain. <laughs> yeah. And some of the guys that I talk to, like Jordan, he says, well, then you can plan your family vacation that yeah. week too. You know you have that night off. You don't have to go race if you don't want to. Yeah. So they can go do what they want to with their family too. Yeah, Sarah likes to pull that on me quite a bit. I, I think she brings it up because it's not an option. Of She's like, well, I'd like to go camping some Saturday night. And I'm like, well, how about we go camping on Friday night? She's like, well, we'll go camping Friday and Saturday. And I'm like, I work on Saturdays. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so as soon as I don't work on Saturdays, she's going to go, you know, I don't think camping is going to be that fun. Let's not go. I'm like, great. We'll go camping at the racetrack. We've done yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but, uh, Tommy Denton of Beatrice Speedway. We talked about the Spring Nationals, getting the season kicked off, taking a couple of nights off here and there. Uh, I also see you guys got a test and tune session scheduled. Is that also Thursday the 9th? That, we finally got a date scheduled for that on April 22nd. Okay. We're just going to, hopefully the track, we're, we're going to do some track work this year. We're going to do a little bit before Spring Nationals. We got a portion of the wall we got to cover back up because it's cutting tires and they're going to rebank three and four that's all before spring nationals and then after spring nationals they're going to come in and dig out because our wall is all filled in with silt and stuff so they're going to dig that all out and re kind of bank the track and stuff like that and fix the drains a little bit get the drains actually where they're lower than the racetrack instead of higher <laughs> so that'll help so hopefully a lot of that'll be done and then we'll know what the track's going to do on April 22nd. And that's Women for Racing Car Show that day and everything. And I think the Hall of Fame's going to have a pancake feed that morning and everything. Also, try to get everybody at the fairgrounds early that year and see what the cars look like and see how they run on the track, too. So, so you've went ahead and added the Race Saver Sprint Car stuff. Uh, we've covered Spring Nationals. Run us through some of the other exciting new things that are coming to Beatrice. Well, we're going to, like I said, we're going to run the race saver cars once a month, which I think is going to be a big deal for Beatrice. Oktoberfest at the end of the season. And then I myself have leased the track for Friday night, September 29th. And we're going to do a little special that night with the 360 sprint cars. Uh, and right now, looking at their schedule, that could be their championship night because I don't see anything scheduled for them after that. And we're also going to do the Race Saver Sprint Cars also in that for 1,200 to win on that one. So um, 2,000 to win for the 360s. It's a regular Malvern Bank show. Hopefully it's their championship night. What it looks <laughs> like on the schedule, that's going to really be good for me. And then we'll bring in the Race Savers that night too for 1,200 to win. And I'm going to bring in the Hobby Stocks and Compacts that day also just for support class absolutely those guys always have a good following of cars around beatrice speedway i've been asked by the hobby stock guys they said well give us give us a special so i thought that's good enough for the purse i got for the two sprint car classes bringing the hobbies and the compacts that'll help it out and they'll keep the track kind of tore up a little bit for yeah. them it won't be so glazed over with those two classes also yep uh Continuing through the 2023 schedule, looking at the end of the year, you've got Oktoberfest scheduled for October 12th, 13th, and 14th. Modified, sport modified stock cars, hobby stocks, and compacts. Uh, anybody you're, gonna, you're planning on throwing onto that bill, or is that pretty set in stone? Not right now. I'd, I had some ideas, but I think I'm going to wait one year with the fair board 
because I got some ideas I might like to do even with spring nationals at the beginning of the year. But didn't uh, I see? Yes, everybody knows Toby Cruz does do the spring and the fall shows and everything. So I got to work through him too on that. But I've got some ideas that I would really like to try for spring nationals if they'll give me the opportunity. And I'm not going to say anything right now, but <laughs> I got a, I got some plans. <laughs> Well, you got my number. Call me with your speed <laughs> secrets. Uh, you also have a SLMR late model show coming yes, to the Yes, I forgot about that one. That one's on... Uh, well, that was newly added. It might not have made that printed copy. Yeah, I think it did. It's on Friday, yeah, Friday, July 16th. We added the SLMRs that night. Um, it will be a little higher admission fee that night. But the late models haven't been at Beatrice for several years, except for the IMCA late models and... They wanted a show, they were talking about it last year and it never got put together, so I called Joe even after his schedule was out and ours was late getting out and he put me together, he goes, let's try June 16th. And right before I put my schedule out, the fair board gave me the permission to go ahead and schedule it and it works out pretty good because they'll run McCool Junction the next night, so it gives them a, a two-day weekend for that. So hopefully it'll help on the car count also. Yeah, they usually do with the uh, SLR series. I think uh, average somewhere around 19 to 20. Joe was saying right around 20. He's, his purse is set for 22 cars. Anything yeah. over that is extra. So, um, But he said he hasn't had any trouble getting 20 cars for every one of his SLMR shows. Once again, talking with Tommy Denton of Beatrice Speedway, but not just Beatrice. <laughs> You think I'm a glutton for punishment? I think you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson County Speedway over in Fairbury. We do the micros with the now 600 over there. Uh, we're going to get started on May 6th. That's a little earlier than I would have liked. We were scheduled to start on May 20th, but there's a little thing down south of us at Belleville. They're going to be running the Husack Midgets that weekend, mm. so... So we backed that up to the six, just so my guys, they all wanted to go to Belleville, and so did I. So we backed that up to start on May 6th. And we'll run our regular micros and compacts June, uh, June 10th, June 24th. That'll be our three regular shows to start off, and then we get our big show in there with the Husack Midgets on July 13th. And that's just a practice night, but if anybody's been to this, practice night you need to go to the campground north of the racetrack and there is a shrimp boil i tell you smith kevin schmidt his group and cody brewer and all them guys put on one hell of a feed for I've, that one i've heard that's a, quite the party if, did you say shrimp boil shrimp yeah. boil it is very very good if i, I mean, wasn't hungry enough already <laughs> that Man. We fill that campground with people, and the drivers yeah. come over and set with everybody. It's, it's really awesome to That's see. That's cool. It is so neat. That, I mean, it, I sat down there last year with Jerry Coons Jr. Um, there's a couple of them that have set. You know, I talk to them, so they're just everyday people to me yeah. now because I see them every year, but the crowd don't get to do that. And they're all, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. Come over, be down there on July 13th, watch the practice for a little while, and then go over to the campground and enjoy a lot of food. That's something I think that... Uh, you should get out and do? Definitely, absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I'm kind of thinking of the line of, you know, NASCAR does a really good job with 
exposing their drivers to the fans. And it's a little bit easier for a, for a Kevin Harvick or a, a Jimmy Johnson or a, a Bubba Wallace to sit down on a golf cart, go out to the front, sit down and sign autographs while their teams are working on the cars. But I want to see more dirt tracks creating fan-driver interaction stuff. I think Eagle does it really well with the uh, courtyard appearances, with the car shows and the autograph yes. signings and yes, that stuff. Yes, he does. I want to see more of that stuff where fans are able to not just walk up and and, and hand, hand a driver a, a piece of paper to sign and then walk off. I want to see that fan interaction where they sit down next to Mike Nichols with a plate full of shrimp and Mike's going to town and, and they're, they're trying to have a conversation in between uh, bites. What's really neat is that one year we were sitting there and Keith Coons come down and sat right next to you. you know, it's, yeah. And he just talks to you like he's known you all of his life and he's a really nice guy. The drivers are awesome. They'll come over and eat. They, I think they just enjoy it. Yeah. And a lot of them have said Fairbury is one of their favorite tracks to race. Now, I think as Emerson Axum won it last year, and he said that was one of his bucket lists to win at Fairbury. And he won the 10,000 to win night. So <laughs> he was happy last year. And we actually, they gave, they give awards at the Husack Banquet. And we got the second best A feature of the entire season. And it was at Jefferson County Speedway. In the only midget race in Nebraska. Right now, that is the only midget a, race in Nebraska. That's a good honor. We should go down there, Dan. I'm telling you. Those three days at Fairbury, Fairbury loves it. They just put out the red carpet for everybody. They know what's coming in. Um, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's not a big place. There's not, you know, and, the, and the fair's going on at the same time. So that really helps you know, the county and everything, so. Growing up, going to Fairbury with my grandparents, we used to go during the fair every single year, and we didn't actually watch a lot of circle, well, actually, the circle track stuff that we watched back in the day was guys like Adam Gulley and Jordan Grabowski racing the micros down there, but mm -hmm. we always went for the figure eight races, and something super special about Fairbury has always been the backs to the seats, and it's just always been so fast. And the group of people around Fairbury, so many good volunteers who do so much to help keep that place going. And you're definitely a big part of that. Once again, talking with uh, Tommy Denton, a man of... Many hats. Many hats? Possibly too many hats? Yeah, too many. You probably. got more to put on? I enjoy it. I love it. You yeah. know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't. I mean, I help Robbie and Scott with the Dirt Crown also. So that... I'm going everywhere my wife has been really good about this she knew i loved it and she's letting me do what i want to do it takes a special person to let their significant other be gone that much and, and stressed that much and she helps at fairbury she Does runs she? the pit shack at fairbury so she's involved with it she's going to help me at my show that i do at beatrice that night um she just lets me do it, and I'm glad she does. Awesome. I mean, I do a lot of traveling in the summertime now. <laughs> <laughs> Not to switch away from the tracks that you're working hand-in-hand -hand with, but uh, I know you camped all the Race Saver Nationals last yep. year. How did she like that? She loved it. And I tell you what, to see Eagle run out of beer on the last <laughs> night, I was shocked. I brought my fan friends from Fairbury. <laughs> they had never been up to the Race Saver Nationals, and we camped. You guys know that. And every one of those guys that was with us Sunday night in the stands are bringing their camper next year. And there's another five campers I know for sure that are coming 
because they enjoyed just the last night. You can so see much. Roger's eyes light up from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That was, that was amazing. That was the first time I've been there all three nights. Yeah. And that was great. And that was an amazing couple of days, and uh, I'm really glad we had Monday off. <laughs> I'm glad I got to hang out with you guys a lot and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, yeah, it was oh. nice to have Monday off. <laughs> you didn't get any videos, did you? No. Let's hope not. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I think Ryan has all of those. I got a couple of them that are uh, locked away, and, and don't, don't, they may come out. But then again, I don't want my kids ever seeing what, what happened there. So I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens. But uh, Tommy Denton of Beatrice Fairbury and Dirt, Dirt Raceway. Dirt ground. Well, yeah, I, see, I guess you can say that. I see Red Dirt Raceway there. We got that the midget deal that goes on, and Cody Brewer does all this, and he starts this show at Meeker, Oklahoma, on July 11th this year. That's their swing for the Midwest for the, the Husack midgets, and that's a Tuesday night in Meeker, Oklahoma, and then we move to Beloit, Kansas, for the Chad McDaniel Memorial. And Cody took over this thing and got it going again. We skipped one year, but then Cody took it over, and now it's big again. And then they come to Fairbury for the rest of the week for the Midwest Midget Championships. So Hugh Sack is alive and well in Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma. <laughs> I love to see it. And what a nice little swing you've got. You know, you truck through Oklahoma, get the Meeker Show out of the way, go to Beloit. Then you can pull into Fairbury, turn a couple practice laps, and do that good shrimp boil, and then you race for two more nights. You know, looking at this picture of Red Dirt Raceway, and then looking at the picture there from Fairbury, look at the tires. Yeah. <laughs> that red dirt. Wow. And we wear white pants. That's one of Cody's rules. Yep. And that's something I'm going to adopt for Beatrice this year, too. They're going to wear white pants or, oh, yeah. or Good shorts. Thing I, already I, I, think it's a, pair. I think it's a great safety feature. I've always wore jeans to Beatrice or shorts, and I'm going to – I'll get my white shorts out. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's – it just makes you so much more visible. And I've seen some bad things happen, and I don't want to see that happen at Beatrice. So hopefully the white pants or the white, you know, will make them stick out a lot more. Tommy, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Yep. Thank you, guys. Always do appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, don't be a stranger. We'll get you on again soon as we're getting a little bit closer to the race season because <laughs> as we record, it's only two months away. Yeah. March <laughs> 9th comes up real fast. <laughs> That's going to do it for us on today's show. Big thanks again to RK Inc., one of the latest uh, rappers in the area. Can't you just totally see Ryan is such a rap dude? We should get him a big gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> the bling. I've told him four times to bring those kids out here today. I know. He's, he's babysitting this he's morning. It's too so. cold. Yeah, he's babysitting. It's all right. Uh, look up Ryan, RK Inc. on Facebook. He's a fantastic uh, rap guy. Not only does uh, race car raps, but can also do go-kart raps. He could do designs for your uh, consumer vehicle, your everyday vehicle. He could do logos. Uh, Ryan's a, a pretty uh, diverse guy. He can do a lot of great work for you. Trained and uh, certified by Demon Decals. So uh, Ryan's a fantastic guy. Look up RK Inc. on uh, Facebook and reach out to Ryan today. Help him out with some business. And uh, don't forget, uh, big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lubick Council Bluffs for always supporting the Front Stretch, the official watering hole of the Front Stretch. 
The Daytona 500 party just around the corner. Find the event page on the Front Stretch Facebook page. Get out to Quaker Steak and Lube at February 19th for the Great American Race. Big thanks to James Rowland. Hey, I finally called you the right name. Yeah, only took you about four interviews. Right? Appreciate you coming up today and helping out with all these great interviews and setting up a couple of them. That's going to do it for us today for James Rowland. I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding at Council Bluffs. Great times, great food. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Too quick to stick and lose. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube.